everyone and happy new year. It's 2021. We made it. We did. And not without sacrifice, not without difficulty. So what a exciting morning it is to be able to gather together here and fellowship and worship with one another and to just give God praise for what he has done in our lives and what he still intends to do. There is so much more for us and I'm so grateful that we have stayed together on a journey of growing in Christ no matter what obstacles have been thrown our way. So whether you're visiting with us for the first time or whether this is something that you do every Sunday since maybe last year, I am glad that you're here on this morning. So let me just let you know that we are fellowshipping in the comments or better known as the chat. So if by chance you happen to be watching us on the big screen and you have your window completely enlarged, maybe you don't see that you have that option. But if you close it a little bit so that you can see the chat, just jump on in there. Let us know you're here this morning so that we can communicate with you and love upon you. You know, if we were in a physical space together, you would feel that love when you walk into that room because the love of God is truly in our hearts. And we're so grateful that God has given us the opportunity to pour into your life. And so if you just let us know you're in that comment, uh, in the chat, uh, we will love on you even the same um, in this environment as well, because we know that um, no matter what you went through to get here this morning, what you went through in 2020 or what you've been through in life long before 2020, God has a word for you this morning and he has going to meet you right where you are. Amen. Amen. So everybody just go ahead and just love on each other in the comments as we get ready to get into the message that we have for this morning. Somebody say baggage, baggage. I'm sure you probably figured it out by now that that is what the sermon series is for the next few weeks. And interestingly enough, we recently took a trip and um, it required us to have baggage. And when we were taking this baggage, it occurred to me, because I normally, as a rule of thumb, do my very best to travel light. I just don't want the headache of carrying all this baggage. It's heavy. Um, as you probably know, there's an additional cost. So for many of the airlines, the, the way that they keep the price down is they don't include baggage in the price. Amen. And so if you want to go and you want to go affordably, if you can figure out how to do that with just a backpack or a personal item, you'll find that that may be the least expensive way to travel. But if you must, if you must bring a lot with you, they give you that option, but they do so at an additional cost. And you know what? That ought to tell you something right there. That ought to minister to you right there. If you want to carry all that baggage with you, you can, but it comes at a cost. Somebody say it comes at a cost. So this week, we are going to be beginning a series in which we tackle the spiritual benefit of traveling light. Somebody say travel light. We're going to tackle the spiritual benefit 
of traveling in a way that does not lug all of the baggage and the luggage of our past that will beset us, that will weigh us down so that we can run on and be everything that God is calling us to be. Are you ready to get into the word this morning? So as I mentioned, not too long ago, I was doing some traveling of my own and it required me to have baggage. And although I make every effort to travel as lightly as possible, on this particular occasion, I think I must have been anticipating every imaginable scenario and had packed something for every different thing. And as a result, it required me to have more luggage than normal. But one of the things I noticed as I was traveling with my family is my youngest son, he just was not capable of carrying all of his baggage. And you know what he did? As he started off his journey, you know, lugging his suitcase and then his suitcase would flip over and then he was trying to carry his carry-on bag. I mean, he really wanted to. He saw that his older siblings were carrying their baggage. He saw that his mom and dad was carrying their baggage. And so he really wanted to do the big boy thing. And he wanted to carry all of his baggage too. But you know when he discovered that it was too large. It was too heavy. He was unable to carry it. Somebody say, I am unable to carry it. And as he came to that realization, we said, baby, do you want us to help you with this? And, and even though it was something that was difficult for him to do, to let go of it, because he felt that he was supposed to carry it, he realized himself it was too heavy as well. And we winded up carrying the luggage for him. I don't know about you this morning, but I know that there's some luggage, there's some baggage, there's some weights that we've all been carrying around. Maybe because we feel that we have to. Maybe because we feel that we need to. But we also have a heavenly father who is watching us and who is standing there waiting to take the weight from us. And this morning, I want us to tackle some of those weights, what they are, what they look like, why we're holding on to them. And for the year 2021, how we have got to start it off right by making a decision to let it go. Are you ready to take that journey with me? Then if you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. We're going to look at chapter 4 and we're going to read verses 31 and 32. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. All right. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, 
brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Some of the baggage that we're carrying, we begin to realize in the spiritual component and the spiritual realm is heavy as well. Many of us are walking around with the heavy baggage that we have put on throughout many years. 2020 may have been difficult, but 2020 was definitely not the beginning of the difficulties for many of us. Whether we are teenagers and this is just the tip of the iceberg for us, or whether we are adults and we've faced storms of various difficulties throughout our life, and this one was just one that was very unusual. As we make it through these storms, one of the things that I'm beginning to recognize, and I I pray that you will see as we take this journey this morning, is that those who have um, peace and joy are not necessarily those who have made it through life without any difficulty, but more so those who have made it through and who have learned how to travel light, who have learned how to encounter a difficulty and then unload it and not to allow it to consume them. And so if we are, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally consumed by our past hurts, our past pains, our past disappointments, we're still carrying baggage. And in Jesus, there is no condemnation. Somebody say no condemnation for our past mistakes. We are given the gift of eternal grace. What a beautiful gift, the gift of grace. And I know for me, that's something that I have to continue to remind myself. I want us to even write that down, put it in the chat. I am given the gift of eternal grace. And it's hard because sometimes when we face the world, people are not so quick to give us grace. And so because of that, we may feel and hold on to baggage a lot longer than we should instead of releasing it. I know when I make a mistake, I'm the first person to beat myself up. I won't even have to wait for someone else to point it out. I am evaluating and internalizing and why did I do that and beating myself up even worse than anyone else could ever do. And then after I have gone through that enough times, then I remind myself, wait a second, this is the part where I confess my mistake to my father. This is the part where I say, God, you know what? I don't know if I handle that the best way. I think I probably could have handled that better. And I'm ashamed because I feel like I let you down. I'm ashamed because it's beneath what I know is my um, abilities. It's beneath what I know is my character as a Christian. It's beneath what I know that is expected of me as a child of God. And so when I make a mistake, it is for me to say, Lord, I am sorry. Please forgive me. And then what I need to remember 
And what I'm challenging you to remember this morning is that we have a father who gives us the gift of forgiveness freely. He's not holding on to it. The Bible talks about how he cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. And so we've got to be able to release ourselves. We've got to be able to say, okay, it, that we've made it past that now. I, I can't keep coming back to that. I can't keep returning to that. I can't. That's like me carrying additional weight. And so I've got to release that now. I can't go back. I can't rearrange the things that have happened in the past. All I can do is from this moment forward is I can hold on to my peace. Somebody say, hold on to your peace. And so as we unpack this, as we unpack all the worthless weight, because if, it's, if it can't be changed and I can't go back and I can't undo it, me dragging it along with me is not going to change anything. I've got to unpack. Somebody say, unpack the worthless weight. That's like the stuff that I packed in my luggage that I had no use for. I just brought it along just in case. I had no use for it. It was just additional weight. There is no use for carrying our past mistakes. I don't know who this is for, who I'm speaking to on this on this particular matter, but we've all made mistakes. The Bible says that we all sin and come short of the glory of God. And so if you this morning have mistakes that you are having a hard time letting go of, things that you may have done 25 years ago, things, decisions you may have made five years ago, or maybe it was just last week, but you have already come to that place of asking your father for forgiveness. Unpack that weight. Some of the baggage that we carry around with us is bitterness and anger because of some type of pain or frustration we experienced at the past in the past. So maybe not so much something that we're holding against ourselves, but maybe something that we continue to hold against someone else. And whether we realize this or not, this can spill into our current relationships. That's why it becomes so dangerous when we hold on to baggage, because then sometimes the things that we may have ought against one, it will infect how we interact with others. You know, there, there's this saying that we've heard many times before, hurt people hurt people. And we don't realize that when we are the person that's hurt. And when we are hurt, sometimes, you know, we, we, we carry this baggage. And so someone else hurt us. And so now we have created these boundaries and these walls and these barriers that we think mean that we're protecting ourselves. But in all actuality, we're harming ourselves further as well as those who we're interacting with because we're punishing and penalizing them for something that someone else did. Somebody say, let go. Let go. We have to choose forgiveness. Not because it's easy. Not because it's deserved. I think that's the misconception we have sometimes is that forgiveness is for the other person when in reality, forgiveness is for you. Somebody say forgiveness is for us. So as we 
decide this morning on this first Sunday of 2021 to let it go. And as we choose forgiveness and repentance in order to be kind, in order to be compassionate, that's what the scripture said, to be tenderhearted and to be loving towards others, we are going to see that that releases us for a freedom that is like nothing we've ever experienced before. I am um, reading a book right now and it was fascinating to me um, that the, the author of this book has been someone who I've followed on social media who has had a, a beautiful ministry, uh, an impactful ministry um, and an impactful um, person in general and to be able to see what that journey was like and the amount of pain uh, that began in that journey. As is often the case, um, an, another um, preacher that I love, that I follow um, also on social media, but have written her books, uh, read her books for years and listened to her sermons from back in the day when they were on cassette tapes. Um, and again, a very painful past um, of, of abuse and a molestation um, and, and, and things that many of us would hope to never have encountered, although some of us maybe have as well. And so when we think about pains that are deep that way, um, it's easy for us to say, I would never be able to forgive. Um, I would never be able to forgive someone who has done that to me or who has done that to my child. And, and when we make those determinations and when we carry that baggage and that weight with us, I don't think we fully understand the pronouncement of uh, additional pain and hardship that we place upon ourselves in making that declaration. And so I'm going to challenge you this morning um, as we're working through this together to open our hearts and open to our minds to the possibility that letting it go is not for the benefit of that person who has hurt you, but it's for the benefit of yourself that you can achieve and excel and receive everything that God has in store for you in this year. And so I know you're thinking, but no, Pastor Lisa, you don't understand how bad they hurt me. You don't understand the way that this has impacted me, how even right now, how I continue to suffer as a result of some of the things that were done to me. And I will say to you, you're right. I may never understand, but I do understand what the word of God does and it works in every situation. Say the word works in every situation. And so my situation may be different than your situation, but the word of God is still the same. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword and the word of God works in our life. And so as we, if you would just trust me for the next few moments, and as you would just open your mind to the possibility that God has something to say about your situation that could forever change your life, I believe that when we come out of this time together this morning, you will have an understanding that this is not just a cliche. This is not just a beginning of the year sermon that's meant to get you all riled up, but this is absolutely a decision-making moment that could change your life. So I don't know what types of pains we're dealing with this morning. We 
all have different pains of different varieties from different sources. Like I said, it may be self-inflicted. It may be a pain that was inflicted upon you by decision that you made. It may be pain that was inflicted upon you by people you trusted that were supposed to look over you and watch over you and protect you. But no matter what the source of the pain is this morning, as we delve into this series, we are going to challenge ourselves. We're going to fight against everything that's within us that wants to hold on and we are going to make the decision to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. And so if you look at what Paul is identifying in um, this passage that we just read, there are seven specific things that he said the believers need to let go of. Seven things. We all know seven, the number of perfection, the number of completion. He gives us seven things and I want us to really call them out and I want us to, to type them out as you are hearing them. And I want you to process and then begin to do some spiritual inventory as we go through them as well. Amen. Are you ready? Number one is bitterness. Bitterness. Are you bitter? Is there something that you are continuing to hold on to that has a bit is left a bitter taste in your mouth, something that you've even gone through? Is there rage? Rage, just an overwhelming um, amount of 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 just pain and frustration that has boiled into a desire for vengeance, a desire uh, to see justice. I know for me personally, I am someone, especially with my legal background, that I really expect to see justice. And God has really had to minister to me because we don't always see justice in the timeline that we expected. And we have to hold on to and remember that vengeance is mine, said the Lord. So even if it looks like someone is getting away with it right now, even if it looks like you've been harmed and there's no consequences for the person who has harmed you, whether it's something that they've done, they've stolen from you, or whether something that has been um, done in your workplace, a position that you were entitled to and, and you were overlooked, or, or whether you feel that you were discriminated in some kind of way in your workplace. There are times where rage will overtake us because we, we feel that we are helpless and we're powerless and there's, there's a need for us to settle the score. But I'm telling you this morning, if we could tap into the word of God and begin to surrender these feelings and be honest about them with the Lord, we will see that he will heal us and that it will free us to be able to experience something that he has in store for us that requires us to let go before we can get to that next place before we can get to that next relationship. We're desiring to, to be married. I know some of us uh, proclaimed it as we were thinking about what we wanted for 2021. We're desiring to have a better relationship with our spouse or with our children, or we're desiring for our ministry to go to another level. And sometimes we think to ourselves, you know, what's holding us back? I can't understand, you know, why can't I find a good man or why can't I find um, promotion in my position or why can't I? And we can think that it is something that um, it is holding us back, but we don't realize it could be something as small as unforgiveness 
that is not really small. It's small in our mind. It's big in God's mind, but it's something to us that we think is small because we think we've got everything mastered and we're a good person and we pay our tithes and we go to church. But as we are going through these seven areas, begin to examine, is there baggage that is grounding us? Is it baggage? Is it weight that is holding us down and, and making it more difficult for us to excel? Is there anger? Is there anger? Is there brawling? Just fighting. Fighting, just constantly, maybe not physically fighting, but fighting with words, with that person that you've just you even hate that you have to still communicate with them, but you have to because you have a child together or you have to because they're a member of your family or you have to because you, you work with them. Slander. Seeing all manner of evil things. You know, maybe you, you, you're not the person who is, is fighting physically, but the things that are being spoken are so painful and so hurtful about another Every form of malice, like here's my catch-all. If, if there's something that I didn't specifically say and you're sitting there feeling like, oh, I'm good. I don't, I don't have any of those issues to contend with. I don't have any baggage of that sort. Every form of malice, anything that you haven't heard specified where you know that there is malice, there is a, a, a bad intent in your heart, unforgiveness holding on and not being willing to say, I forgive. And, and here's one of the things that I think is so challenging about this is forgiveness is something we do even when it's not requested. So I know a lot of us, we are waiting on that person to ask us to forgive them. We're, we're waiting on the apology. We're waiting on that person to say, I am so sorry. Would you forgive me? And because they have not done that, because they may not care, they may have moved on with their lives and they could care less whether you forgive them or not. They may not know they have hurt you because they're so self-absorbed and so concerned about themselves. They don't even realize the impact they've caused on other people. Or they may know and they just are too prideful to come back and to say that they know that they have done wrong. And so they're moving on in their life. And so we feel that we must hold on to the forgiveness because they haven't asked for it or they don't deserve it. And so we're holding on. I, I, I love the, the phrase that says we're drinking the poison and expecting someone else to die. That's what unforgiveness is like. It's like you drink the poison and expected someone else to die. And so the unforgiveness. So these are the seven things. Let's recap them. Would you recap them with me? Seven specific things that Paul is telling us we have to get rid of. Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, every form of malice, unforgiveness. And honestly, this really is just the tip of the iceberg because this is there are so many different ranges of negative emotions think of jealousy um, think of envy think of strife uh, there's all types of um, negative attitudes feelings and emotions that we can carry around with us and we have to 
and this is kind of something I really want us to think about when I was talking about that last week was a week that I wanted to just be able to reflect and just hear from God and just connect. You know, it's important for each of us to take some time to figure out where do these where do these emotions actually stem from? We don't just wake up in the morning and say, I think I just want to be angry. I just I want to be filled with bitterness and rage. There, there's something that has taken place. There's something that has occurred. And we're going to have to do the the legwork in our own lives. That's what really kind of makes me nervous about the New Year's um, transition, because I think sometimes we think that mystically and magically because the clock strikes you know, 1201 and we shipped it from 2020 to 2021, that poof, everything in our life is going to be transformed and be amazing because the year has changed from 20 to 21. But um, I want to stress to you, the reality is that the change is in, in our willingness to embrace the word of God and to allow him to perfect a change on the inside of us. Amen. And so um, it's new year, but it's going to be the same me if I bring the same attitudes and the same baggage and the same approach to the new year. And so I want to be able to declare new year, new me, because I have a new perspective of how I'm going to approach maybe even the same things. So they may be doing the same thing. They may be aggravating you just the same, but then there is a decision in your mind that I'm not going to respond the same. This time, I want to respond in a way that's consistent with what I hear the Holy Spirit telling me to do because I want to receive something different. I want my freedom back. I want my peace back. I want my joy back. I want to experience life to the fullness. You know, I could have been gone by now. So many people we've lost, but God still has me here. And I refuse to be here and then not be able to enjoy my life to the fullest. So I'm not going to allow, um, oh my goodness, I had read this story about a young man who literally had his life taken away from him um, by being falsely imprisoned. And his story probably isn't unique. Um, we probably have all come across some type of, of recognition that we do not have a perfect justice system and that those who don't have the ability to um, have the best attorneys and to have the best representation are more likely to be in prison for crimes that they did not commit simply because they were not able to prove uh, their innocence, although they shouldn't have to because we have a legal system where they're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But I digress. As we look at that, there, there are many people who have found themselves um, somewhere that they did not belong. And when we think about unforgiveness, when we think about anger, when we think about, um, you know, a sense of, of, of being entitled to hold on to this rage, um, you can't probably think of much better examples than someone being in prison for their life for a crime they did not commit. Uh, but in this particular instance, I was reading this book and this, this young man who was in that scenario and he was on death row. And so he was in solitary uh, for 30 years. And as he finally was released 
um, on one of those innocence projects where uh, he was able to get a new trial and be um, on the second trial that there was not a conviction. He was able to start a new life. But of course, 30 years has passed. In this particular instance, a young man's um, support system was his mother and the pain of watching him being incarcerated um, and, and fighting and trying to get him free and not having any results. It, it ultimately led to her death. And so here we have a young man who doesn't know the world. The world has changed. Imagine how much the world changes in a year. Imagine what it looks like when it's 30 years later and you don't know anybody and everything's different. And um, someone was you know, interviewing that person and they were wanting, wondering if he was upset with the, the prosecutors and the judges and the people who were responsible for his incarceration. And the profound thing he said, I want to make sure I quote it right. The profound thing he said, he said, they took 30 years of my life. If I couldn't forgive, if I couldn't feel joy, that would be like giving them the rest of my life. The rest of my life is mine. Woof. Woof. I don't know about you, but that spoke to me. He said that would be like giving them the rest of my life. If I've got to live the rest of my life, they already took 30 years. But if I got to live the rest of my life, not being able to have joy, walking in unforgiveness, walking with all of this baggage, looking for revenge, looking for a way to get my payback. That's like giving them all of my life. The rest is mine. Somebody say the rest is mine. 2020 took enough. Enough of my life has been taken from things that I've experienced in the past and hurts that I've hung on to. The rest of my life is mine. I'm taking it back. I'm taking back everything that is intended for me to have. And I will not continue to participate in having my joy taken away by allowing myself to focus on those things that God is telling me to release. So I'm telling you right now, as we release the bitterness, as we release the anger, as we release the unforgiveness, as we release those things that up until this moment, we have either intentionally or unintentionally held on to, we're going to feel the weight come off, off of us. So the first step in letting go, somebody say the first step is identifying what we're carrying around. Identify it. What is it that you're carrying around? Go ahead. Identify it. You can put it in the chat. You can put it in the comments. What is it that you are carrying around? Let it go. This is our first step. Identify it. And then maybe you can't think of it. Here, let me give you a few things that we can do to identify it if, if it's not easy for you to figure out what it is. One of the things we can do is we can bring that to the Lord in prayer. We can go to the Lord in prayer and we can say, God, show me what it, what is it? 
What is it that is the source of this bitterness that I have? This bitterness that I have to those in authority, this bitterness that I have to my my parents or this bitterness I have to women in general or to men in general or to um, people of a certain race or people of a certain uh, class. What is it that what is the source of that? Where does this stem from? Bring it to the Lord and ask him to reveal areas in which you may be unconsciously holding back. You could bring that process to some trusted friends, people who know you well, people who love you. And you can ask them, tell me any blind spots you think I'm missing. They'll tell you. And if you don't already have um, people in your life, uh, the Bible talks about in the multitude of counsel, there is safely there is safety. If you don't have trusted counselors, trusted advisors, you should know that seeking professional help, professional advisors is something that we have got to chip away at the perception that there is something wrong with that. Whether it's in our culture, um, whether it's in our um environment that we think that as Christians or we think that, you know, if you're a certain race, that you should be able to um, handle these things. I think that that perpetuates the pain even further and giving into stereotypes about how you're supposed to process your pain. So if you have reached a level of pain that you have not successfully processed, the Bible is consistent about the wisdom of having counsel. So do what is necessary. Get therapy. Get around people that are going to support you in this journey to getting free. That are going to understand and believe God with you. That there is something on the other side of that forgiveness and of releasing that pain and make a decision as we're going into this year that even though it's something that is not going to be easy for you, that you're going to make the journey, that you're going to make the way because you're declaring that you're going to have something better for you in this year and that you are recognizing that that does require for you to release some things that you have held on to from the past. Some evidence from the scripture Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs nineteen twenty. Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you will be wise. Proverbs twenty eighteen even says, plans are established by seeking advice. So identify the baggage in your life and begin to make a plan for seeking the Lord and releasing it so that you can excel. I want to share with you as we're closing some words from 1 John. 1 John chapter 1 verses 6 through 9. If we claim to have fellowship with him, 
yet walk in the darkness. We lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus. His son purifies us from all sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We have to hear these words. Hear these words, not just read them. Hear what the Lord is saying to us. We have to walk in the light and we have to walk in the forgiveness that Jesus is giving unto us. In the book of Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 through 13, the apostle Paul has said that we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness, that you and I share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Things like bitterness, anger, malice, slander, unforgiveness, they're not characteristics of the light. They are characteristics of the worldly system. And as believers, it's so important for us not to evaluate ourselves according to the world system, but to measure ourselves according to what is it that God is instructing us to do. We have to evaluate the fruit that we are producing. And when we recognize that there's some rotten fruit that's being produced, then we have to be willing to take a look at what is the baggage that is causing the fruit to rot. There's so much that is in store for us in 2021. But when we are seeing that what we're producing is, is, is coming out spoiled because everything is being tainted through that lens of hate or anger, or rage, or unforgiveness, then we have to be willing to understand that holding on to that is not helping us and penalizing someone else, but it's actually hindering our progress. So are we going to walk unhindered by the excess baggage? Are we going to make the decision to be like my little baby who was trying to carry all the weight it seemed like the right thing to do because everybody else was doing that until he realized, I don't have to carry this weight. My daddy will carry it for me. Your father will carry the weight for you. We have to give it back to him though. Are you ready to do that this year? Are you ready to do that today? Are you ready to approach today and the days that come as we go through this journey by saying this baggage is too big, it's too heavy, 
and I am no longer willing to carry it. Somebody declare that with me in the comments. I am no longer willing to carry it. The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I am so grateful that Jesus came that we might have life and that he, we might have it more abundantly. And so I am with you this morning as you make this declaration and as you make this transition to receive and experience the abundant life that our Father has for us by exchanging and getting rid of and surrendering all the baggage that we were never meant to carry. God, I thank you this morning for every heart that has been pricked. I thank you for every heart that has been touched. I thank you for the areas that were raw that you have exposed. And I thank you for the healing that you wish to do in each and every one of our lives. Lord, I know that this is not an easy journey. And I know that there are pains that will not be healed instantaneously. But I thank you for your power. I thank you for your healing power. Hallelujah. And I thank you for how your spirit is moving through this place. I thank you for how your spirit is moving into their home, moving into their hearts. And I thank you for how you hover over them and you allow them to know that you are with them always, even until the end of time. Father, that you will complete this process with them, that you will walk with them through this journey, that you will be with them. Oh, yes, God, I thank you that you were with us. You were with us even through the storms. You were with us even through 2020. God, you were with us even as we are tackling these issues today. God, help us to stay on this journey. Help us to come back next week. Help us to continue to do the work. Help us not to be afraid and to, to, to log off and to click back and say, this is too painful. I don't want to pull back. This won't help us to tackle it head on this time. So that this time we can be whole. So that this time we can be healed and restored. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the restoration that is coming upon us as we willingly surrender and cast every care upon you. For you said to cast our cares upon you. God, I thank you. I thank you for this morning and the time that you've allowed us to come to you. And we bring every issue to your altar. We bring these pains to your altar. We bring these weights. We bring this baggage. And we trust you. We trust you that you're going to take us through this process. And you're going to bring us to the expected end. These blessings we ask in your holy and sacred name. Amen.